0: This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.
1: To go home the minute that they took it there Every siren that they hear Blinds mind into feeling fear And now the same stars are falling all around them. trying to pick up the pieces Yet they feel them breathing down their necks Crossed one run, breathers, hot sweat Cold shivers, no way for them to be living No God to be so forgiven And though they're both only children They say I can't wait to kill them Gotta get going with the sun, it goes down Shakes your shoulders, this baby roll out Take a minute to catch your breath But there's nothing left, she can't handle it, says.
2: Kiwi drum and bass artist Tali there and Tali's touring with Australian singer songwriter Georgie Fisher playing a show here in Dunedin on Sunday at Taste Merchants and it's my great pleasure to welcome Tali to the show now, thanks for joining us, it's good to have you with us.
0: That's okay Jeff, morena.
2: Tell us uh, Tali a little bit about that song that we've just heard.
0: Uh, Faster Than Sound is one of the singles off my latest album Balls and it's self produced by me not really a true story. Obviously, I've never held up a store <laughs> and fired a gun, but um, it's just a li- it's a little bit of sort of um, fantasy songwriting, I guess. Something slightly different from the usual reality writing. Yeah.
2: Tally, uh how many opportunities have you had to come down south so far?
0: Um, well, I haven't actually played down south doing my live solo set. So Sunday is going to be the first. Time that I'm able to actually come down and set up my keyboard and and play all the stuff off my album. So I'm super excited to, to be you know finally getting down there that way.
2: So for those of you, uh, our listeners out there who who, who haven't uh, who aren't familiar with your oeuvre, I we can get a little bit of history from you, Tali. Um, tell us uh, tell us how music uh, came to be part of your life.
0: Well, I mean, I I grew up listening to all. Genres of music and playing piano and singing, um, and then when I moved to Christchurch um, back in the mid nineties, I discovered rave music, and I really loved lyrics and rapping and putting words together. Um, but it wasn't until I first saw a drum and bass MC or first heard, sorry, like a mixtape coming come over from the UK with a drum and bass MC on there that I thought, "Aha, that's what I want to do. I love the combination of." Yeah, being able to sort of rap and freestyle, but at the same time over a genre of music that I felt was a little bit more um, all-encompassing of people than than maybe hip-hop was. Um, And so I got into doing that. I was also a a singer-songwriter from a really young age. I've played piano and written songs since I was about nine. So when I was in Christchurch, I was also busking and and playing a lot of the cafes. But it wasn't until I moved to Melbourne with my sights set on going to the UK um, that I was actually discovered by UK drum and bass legend Ronnie Size. And I sort of told him about my aspirations. He was actually one of the people that I had... um, in my to-do list of people that I wanted to meet and work with and it just so uh, happened that the universe conspired to bring us together and he um, said if you know you want to come to the UK we'd love to sign you so I moved over there um, and signed a record label with them And then next thing you know, I was touring the world and putting out records and hearing my music on the radio and, yeah, doing really, really well over there and have done that for the last 10 years. And then four years ago, I moved back to Aotearoa and kind of had my sights set on doing my own stuff. So for the last four years, I've been really working on my kind of electro-soul gangster jazz vibe. (coughs) Still MCing, of course, but... um, just wanting to give listeners more of a taste of like what my what the real sort of intrinsic Tali sounds like Yeah,
2: and I take it that means that that you um, are totally in control in terms of all the knobs and dials and everything else you kind of uh, can create everything from the ground up with your music now
0: Well, with Wolves, which is my latest album, all that is self-produced. Apart from the beats, I'm not a beat maker. I don't know how to drum program, so I sampled a lot of my beats. I mean, you know, I spoke to a few different producers, some drum and bass producers. I spoke to P-Money. About it, and and they all said to me, "Yeah, you know, everybody samples their drums and gets their loops from somewhere. Not everyone can sit there and have the time to put drums together." So once I felt confident that you know that was okay and that was allowed, um, I just sort of went from there. And because I'm classically trained, I know how to put chord structures together, and I just sort of went with what vibe I was looking for. Um, but this is yeah, this is my first foray into production, and I've really really enjoyed it. I don't know if I've got much time to do more production um, to such an extent, but I'm definitely creating sort of skeletons of tracks and ideas, and then seeing if I can maybe have them developed by by somebody else at this stage.
2: Kind of beats-oriented music can run the risk of falling, you know, into kind of a same old, same old if it's short of kind of the lyrical content to match it. Tell us, uh, you know, about you know your confidence as a as a lyricist
0: um well i think i'm a good storyteller and i've always really loved being able to evoke emotion within people and also imagery um i love reading a lot i'm really into sort of i guess you could call it contemporary dystopian fiction sort of stuff that's set you know in the near future when the world's a bit stuffed up um and I I, lo- I love that kind of writing, and I, I love the way that people craft stories and ideas. That's sort of something that's really um, sort of caught my attention from a really young age. I, I remember reading Janet Frame, you know, New Zealand author Janet Frame, when I was about eleven or twelve, and being blown away by how she was able to paint these pictures in my mind and yet it was someone else's writing and I've always tried to kind of do that within my writing. But I'm still also an MC and I still love to write music for the dance floor. So while there's maybe some deeper, more conscious, emotional stuff, there's also stuff that's, you know, fall to the floor, get your hands in the air kind of vibe because, you know, I've, I've got a massive audience that loves that as well. So try to pander to both.
2: Tell us about how this tour uh, with Georgie Fisher came together.
0: Well, I met Georgie last year in Berlin um, while I was on tour there. Um, my guitarist, Harry, who I played with for nearly three years. You've, two d- years you've, you've just gone a
2: little bit kind of muffled there. I don't know whether you've changed position or not. No, no, I'm ex- they, in exactly now. the same position. You're back now. <laughs> you're back.
0: Um, yeah, my, my old guitarist, Harry, who used to play for me, he moved to Berlin and he told me that he had met Um, an Aussie singer-songwriter over there called Georgie Fisher and of course I checked her out and loved her voice I thought she she sounded like a really cool chick and then when I went to Berlin um, she was in the process of recording her album and Harry was uh, writing a lot of guitar for it so I ended up sitting in the studio with him while he wrote guitar or laid down the guitar and I got to listen to her songs over and over again I just thought man this chick's voice is just outstanding I love it I love her vibe and then Literally, a couple of days later, I'm I'm standing um, in this place called Washerstrasse, watching uh, Harry Busk, and I heard this, Oi, Tali. And I, I turned around, and she's like, oh, I'm Georgie. I was like, wow, I've been listening to your music for the last two days straight. And we just connected instantly, which I was really pleased about, because I connected with her music, and I was hoping I would connect with her in person. And we, we got on so well, and we hung out while I was in Berlin. And then I just said to her, you know, are you coming home to Sydney for Christmas if you are would you like to do a tour of New Zealand and she was keen so I've spent the last seven months since I left Berlin um, putting the tour together getting sponsorship getting PR and it's finally here, and I've got to say, it's it's everything we hope for and more. It's been a tremendous success so far, and we're we're really grateful and happy with how everything's turned out.
2: It sounds like there's been more than a few serendipitous moments for you in your career. Yes.
0: Uh, the, uh, you know what? Yeah. I think everything happens for a reason, for sure, but I think a big part of it is that you your mind is a magnet, and you manifest what you want in your life. I'm a big believer in that.
2: All right, so you wanted to meet Quentin Tarantino then, did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: But yes, the paper, so local papers reporting
2: that that happened to tell us about that.
0: <laughs> oh, it would just so happened that Golden Dawn that we were playing uh two Fridays ago. Um Quentin Tarantino was also in town promoting the Hateful Eight and he was doing a small talk and beer tasting at Golden Dawn. And we were supposed to be sound checking but our sound check was put back late because Quentin's talk was still going on and I was you know, I mean, it's Quentin Tarantino, he's in the next room, it's fine, I'm not going to get too cross, but at the same time, you know, we've got to get our sound check done to get ready for our show, uh, very important, and then um, I saw him come outside into the beer garden because he had to use the bathrooms, and as soon as I saw he him walk out, I cruised over real quickly and just waited, and then when he came out of the bathroom, I was like, Mr. Tarantino! And he was like, "Yes, hello." And I introduced myself, and I shook his hand, and we chatted for a minute. And I think he thought that I was going to fangirl and be like, "Oh, I love your movies and everything." But I just sort of said to him, "So, I'm playing here tonight, um, and we need to dance. To- Are you done yet?"
2: <laughs> That's great.
0: <laughs> he cracked up laughing. He was like, oh, "Oh!" He was like, "I'll wrap it up. I'll wrap it up just for you." And I was like, "Thanks, mate." I think he was a bit taken aback because I sassed him, but I think he liked the sass. You know, it's probably different from what he gets usually.
2: That's a really good story. (laughs) Even if it's not true, you should stick with it.
0: It's true. (laughs) There were people there to witness it.
2: (laughs) Well, look, uh, we've just got a minute or so, Tally. So, look, um, tell um, uh, our listeners what they can look forward to on Sunday night in Dunedin.
0: So, Sunday night we're at Taste Merchants and you can expect um, a combination of acoustic soul and some jazzy hip-hop electronica. Georgie will be starting out first, she's playing stuff off her new album Big City Howl and I will also be singing a couple of songs with her and then um, I'll be doing my live set, triggering beats off my roll keyboard, singing, rapping, playing strings and keys and also Georgie will be jumping up and joining me for a couple of songs. So, yeah, a lot of original, unique music that hopefully um, our Dunedin listeners will enjoy.
2: Great. Hey, Tali, thanks for joining us on the show and all the rest for your tour.
0: Thank you. We're really looking forward to getting down south. Can't wait to see you guys. This program was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.